What is up, everyone? We're back in the saddle, and it feels so good. Fresh off a little hiatus, getting the batteries recharged just in time for NASCAR to take the next two weekends off. That's how the professionals plan it right there. Really appreciate everyone tuning back in. What a great time to be involved with NASCAR. Exciting news breaking every week. Some incredible racing, and the popularity is growing. I'm not going to lie, though. I was a little worried the race at New Hampshire would be like, eh, and leave us a little dry with content. Uh, but man, oh man, was I wrong on that one. An incredible race on Sunday. Big time playoff shakeup. We also had big time news this week from the Penske Ford camp. So man, let's get it going and talk some NASCAR. The boys should be ready to go. We got to bring in the best pit crew out there in the NASCAR podcast world. And as always, we start with our guest, man, Papa Bear Dave. Dave. Big time news out of you this weekend as you hit up Outback Steakhouse. Run us through the app order, and did you go Joey or full menu? So, look, I could talk Outback for the rest of this episode. Uh, no rules, just right. It was an outstanding meal with my wife for my birthday. I had big plans. You know, I have a big dad energy these days. I make a lot of dad jokes. The waiter wasn't feeling them. Every time I go to Outback, they say, can I start you off with some cheese fries or a blooming onion? And I was really excited to say yes. And he didn't. He said, can I get you guys some appetizers? And I'm like, well, this just throws my whole plan for a loop. I had to say, yes, I would like cheese fries and a Bloomin' Onion. We're here to party. So he didn't laugh, but he brought them both. Okay. And so you you doubled up on the apps. Uh, Did you go Joey or full? I absolutely did not go Joey. They have a bone-in strip steak that is 16 ounces and was quite delicious. Wow. Bone-in. How was the bread? The bread was good. Um, yep. We tried not to crush too much bread since we had two people, two appetizers, and a full-size dessert coming at the end with the Chocolate Thunder from Down Under, the go-to dessert at Outback. All right. Did they sing you happy birthday? I insisted that she not tell them, and <laughs> she blushed. Did they sing you the Vin Diesel theme song? <laughs> Look, sometimes, you know, the candle and the Chocolate Thunder, they don't always mix. I just wanted the spoon. More on that later, I'm sure. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the rundown on that. Uh, next up, we got our analytics guru, Ryan. Ryan, the New Hampshire Giant Lobster. Where does that rank for you on live animal trophies? That That's number one. I can't even think of any others. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty. But the live lobster and then holding it by the two claws at the end is always a magical moment for me. Very happy for AA getting to enjoy Loudoun, New Hampshire, one of uh, the nation's you know best areas in the country. So very cool. Did you see Denny Hamlin is like uh, whatever phobia it is that you're scared of shellfish? Did he apparently. tweet about it? So he's like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah. he's known to tweet about a thing or two. Would he have held up the lobster if he had won? <laughs> yeah, he said he definitely would have. I think he's itching. Good for thing that we don't win, have to worry so. about that this year. Sounds like he's just making up stuff now. <laughs> um, possibly, but. Let's, uh, Are there any other live animal that. trophies? I mean, was there anything else that came to mind? No, I had okay. no idea. I was hoping you might have had something there when I asked. No. I won a goldfish at the county fair once. <laughs> yeah. They give a live goldfish? black bear in the Wyoming three. No, let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goldfish being dumped into rivers by uh, people not wanting them as pets is a big issue right now there, Dave. So. Don't turn down the gold. I would not know anything about that. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get our Jackman in here. The five greatest Jackman of all time. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Uh, Dill, uh, rumor on the street is you have seen the new Fast and Furious, Fast 9. Give me your rundown, your quick rundown, because I know there's two and a half hours to run down. And then does it relate to NASCAR at all? Um, Well, the rumors are, in fact, true. I have seen the movie. Um, quick rundown. If you have seen the fast series, it is quite possibly the best one ever and quite possibly the worst since fast two, but not worse than that bad, just worse than that. They're so over the top that it's a good worse. So it almost makes it that much better. It was, (laughs) I was laughing for 85% of it. Uh, it was fantastic. And yes, it does relate to NASCAR. There's a whole entire racing background family development that comes to um, fruition here in the movie and big time relates to NASCAR. Oh, no spoilers. Big time. 
Dylan, if I if I've never seen any Fast F- in the Furious except for one and two, would I be able to jump right back into this one and and yeah, without with, I mean yes and no, like yes because you'd still absolutely have the time of your life watching it. No, because there is probably twelve percent of plot in this movie, so you might miss out on eleven percent of it. But don't worry, the other 88 percent is just action and flames, and it's fantastic. If you like good times, you could fit right back in. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, while while we got you here, Spotter Cons, let's bring you in. Last but not least, our eyes in the sky, Spotter Cons. Cons, speaking of that lobster, I got to go to you for this. How are we cooking it? <laughs> uh, I would think uh, Eric Almarola should cook it on that grill he's always touting on uh, Twitter with his maybe bacon wrapped with that Smithfield bacon. No, I, it's a good question. Uh, I would probably boil it. And then rip the tail off, cut it down the middle, <laughs> poach it in a butter sauce. Maybe then um, take the claws and maybe saute them lightly or even grill them. Something like that. Yes or no, Spotter Cons, would you eat a lobster roll from McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. Do I have to pay? Is someone paying me? For I'll it? buy it for you. I'll buy it. Is it called a fish fillet? <laughs> no, yeah, they, they... I. I, I I take a bite. I take a bite at least. They sell lobster rolls at the New Hampshire uh, McDonald's. A little, little fun fact for that. you. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's like the chicken tenders you buy that are mostly like ham meat. That's probably what it is. <laughs> doused in butter. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably delicious either way. <laughs> are um, they mayonnaise or butter based in the lobster roll at McDonald's? I'll look into that and I'll get back to you next week. And, and do I'm they have gonna, that I'm awesome go, yes. New England? <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. They have that awesome New England roll that's like a piece of bread just like turned up. With the crust on top. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we are uh, firing on all cylinders this week. Dave, what you got for Full me? Full send. <laughs> I'm just glad you took it to food so I didn't have to be the first. Your better half was in New England this weekend. NASCAR was in New England this week. This weekend, I've never been. Give me your number one seed for a New England food and beverage. North Shore roast beef. That's where Sorry. you want to go. Right north I, of Boston. Pull into Bill and Bob's. Kings, they have new ownership in Salem. You also go down to Salem to the Willows. Good popcorn, good ice cream. That can work too. That's what I was exactly what I was going to say. Perfect. New England clam chowder was, I think, what Dave was looking for. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clam chowder. You can get it anywhere up there. It's delicious no matter where you get it from. That's that's the easy one you can go with. What do you wash it down with? Uh, whatever you want to wash it down with. Samuel Adams. Or New England clam chowder. What kind of question is that? <laughs> melted, melted Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> Look, the crew chief excels in finding the local cheap light beer. And I'm a little disappointed that, like, Boston Lager gets thrown at me. Like, you know, Labatt Blue Lighter. You found you found a light beer wherever you were recently in the Bahamas. It was in, like, like Barbados. Yeah, in the Bahamas. Yeah. It's called a Pawtucket Patriot up there. There's a Narragansett. Nice draft. I, I, I can't remember. Like, I think they, uh, this one, the, the, there's this one, like, famous old bar there that has, like, a local, it's like a local light beer, but I, I can't even remember the name of the bar. Bell and Hand. They got one. Yeah. Bell and Hand Light or something. Perfect. I'll there look it go. up. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> What an opening segment. Wow. This is a NASCAR podcast. Just a reminder for those just tuning in. <laughs> we are actually going to talk racing at some point. Um, but let's get into our first stage here. But first, Dave, why don't you tell us it keeps the gas and go boys fueled? Garrett, don't call it a comeback because we're back. And you know who else is back? Our friends at RacingUSA.com. This gas and go podcast is presented by RacingUSA.com. America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Home to guaranteed lowest pre-order prices, automatic discounts in your cart, and free upgrades to expedited shipping. All right, Dave, that's right. Racing USA is back on board with the Gas and Go podcast, which is awesome for so many reasons. It A, means they like us, but B, more importantly, it means you like them. So please keep showing them love and please keep heading there for your merch needs. All right, let's get into stage one. Talk some paint schemes. Dill, play us in. All right, we are in stage one. We're talking paint schemes. Our favorite ones from the week are bumper sticker awards, 
Uh, we did not have predictions for uh, wherever they raced last week that I can't remember. Oh, Atlanta. We did have predict. We didn't have predictions for New Hampshire. Sorry, we had predictions for Atlanta. I don't remember what those were, but Papa Bear Dave informs me that he picked Eric Almarolo for Atlanta. Somebody checked the tapes on that one, so we'll give it to him this week. He can go first, just because. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I there was never a doubt that Eric Almarol was going to win the next race that we recorded after. So I will take these this credit. There were actually three cards that I liked. I'm going to go with my favorite, the Tyler Reddick number eight with Caterpillar. We dig landscaping Chevrolet. It's like a lawnscape. It was black and yellow, but with just vivid green lawn accents on it. I just thought it looked awesome. I dig landscaping. Awesome excavator, excavator uh, on the side of his car. There was a couple ones digging a big hole. There it was great. There's a caterpillar machine on that car that's literally bigger than my backyard, uh, but that's not going to stop me from putting the Dave's.com right there on that number eight. Reminded me a little bit of our boy Spencer Boyd when we had uh, WML on with us. They are an excavating company, and they got some nice Spencer Boyd merch with excavators on it. So I like where your head's at. Yeah, hope they're buying caterpillar equipment. <laughs> um, all right, we got to move it along here. And let's see, I just got a random list here that was randomly created. Ryan, you're next. Perfect. Um, I'm going to go with Eric Almirola in the Smithfield car. I get huge secondhand nervousness when a guy's about to win and he's not running his primary scheme. So for AA to get his win after so long in the Smithfield primary car, not the bacon lovers car, none of this crazy stuff that Dylan has liked. I just really appreciate seeing that. I'm happy for Smithfield, happy for Eric Almarola, happy for Ford. It was a great day on Sunday. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I don't love the scheme. I do love Smithfield for – It's not a great scheme, but sticking around for Smithfield this whole time, they were with them through Richard yeah. Petty. They came over to Stuart Haas. It's just incredible. They have a couple new CEOs. AA's a little nervous, but <laughs> hopefully they come back. How many millions has Smithfield dropped on Eric Almarola for <sighs> – it's got to be double digits. It's got to be 10 million oh. plus. Easy. Yeah, well, Maybe 20? Oh, at least. Way. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you know the rate's a little bit better than I do, but uh, Smithfield has got to be pushing a lot of bacon to keep uh, Eric Almarola happy. <laughs> That's a lot of hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Virginia hogs, baby. Smithfield, good Virginia company. Although, yep. I, don't, I don't know if they are still. They've, they've had some organizational restructuring recently. So. <laughs> at heart, though. Um, all right, let's keep it going here. Uh, Connor, you are next. All right, uh, Dave definitely took mine. That was such an awesome card. But my number two is still on the board, and that's the number 19 Reesers, Reesers, Risers, Reesers, uh, Fine Foods, and that's the Martin Truex Mobile there. It looks like it has some, it looks like ice cream pints, but I think it's like coleslaw, potato salad, and a little cooler there of ice uh, with a Reesers cooler on the side, a little picnic table, tablecloth. Uh, on the side there as well. It's kind of the bottom of the car. Look kind of cool. And then like a nice blue day with, you know, green grass, uh, just making it the landscape there. It's very, very nice looking car. Yeah, I agree. That was a good one. The picnic. Hashtag let's picnic. Yeah, that's right. Picnic tablecloth theme was very nice. So that was, yeah, cool. that did it for me. That red and white checkerboard was like, you knew it was a picnic. Yeah. It was very well done. Yeah. yeah. I, it was speaking of sponsors hanging in there. Uh, when Martin Truex spun out in the second lap after the rain thing, it interviewed him and he was like, man, I just feel so bad for Reesers. They're not on that many races this year. And like their whole company was there. Was like, yeah. That's got to be a bummer. Second lap, you see your car spun out because of rain. Like, ugh. They'll give a refund, hey. right? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of TV time there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of TV time, which I guess is, you know, checkers or wreckers. If you're <laughs> um, all right, Dill, what scheme you got this week? All right, this week, uh, for a couple of different reasons, I got Brad Keselowski's number two car. First of all, the design looked awesome. It looked like a nice, like, Tron layout with an electric blue on it. But this company that was the sponsor that looked into it, E-Cascadia, you guys know what they are? I didn't know what they were. But they were a fully electric commercial semi-truck company. So they're in the next generation here for cars. And another little hint, uh, hint that, Maybe electric is coming to NASCAR. Is not gas man approved. 
Dave's going to be the plug man here soon. <laughs> Do they race those electric semi, whatever, whatever they make? I don't know. They do. It'd be awesome, though. See an electric semi drift racing around a corner. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to get the battery man uh, on board with the electric. Is <laughs> <laughs> Dave uh, running man. around looking for an extension cord in pit lane would be quite the sight to see. <laughs> Uh, classic. Maybe you're gonna be zapping the two uh the two connectors together where you're waiting for the car to come down. The oh yeah, here we go, here we go. If I find myself looking for an extension cord, it's to take to the bathtub. <laughs> His helmet would definitely have like the plus and the minus sign for the two charges on it so he pull in. <laughs> Oh God. All right. I'll clean us up here. Um, I was going to go one, but I just, I just something I was looking through the list here and caught my eye and that's the uh, number 34, Michael McDowell machine, a uh, different look for him this week with horizon hobby on the side. I have no idea what they do, but I like the blue with the yellow numbers that really popped. That looked good. kind of reminded me uh Dill back to your old days, like a Delaware blue hen coloring there. Um, so oh, yeah. that was cool. The other one, um, honorable mention real quick, since I'm, I'm last here, I was going to give it to our boy Fast Pasta, Anthony Alfredo, the dude wipes car. Thought, I think he's ran this a couple times, but it's, it's pretty cool. I like the white side and the, uh, the sort of neon blue there with the black numbers. So those are my two. Anybody else got an honorable mention? The Horizon Hobby Company makes um, and, and manufactures and distributes hobby things so rc airplanes cars trucks uh, helicopters like ricky moves here on the yeah, gas everyone already knew that yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're just a hobby company you know <laughs> any hobby you want right coins uh you know stamps, Legos, stamps yeah. shout out to dave's guy ryan priest for running another terrible looking healthy choice power bowls did they just find two logos and slap them on a little aerial font <laughs> on the side hit control b we're good to go that, what is going that, on over there? Well, that feels like an unsponsored car that got some last-second funding. <laughs> if you know they just I mean. wander into the grocery store and just pick one and like, here we go. Said by some guys who know a thing about that. This is the biggest sticker I could find. Let's just go with it. But it's not <laughs> even it's it's not like Kroger, normal, right? It's not even his normal like Kroger multi-faceted yeah. landing, right? This no. is just healthy no. choice. Um, the number three car was cool. I liked Austin Dillon's black and white little swoosh that he had going on in the middle. I was into that. Talk about yeah the, che the Chevrolet Chevrolet I believe I've given that a bumper sticker <laughs> yeah. before. Speaking of Dill's guy, I actually like Kurt Bush's Kurt Bush's Chevy accessories Chevy. Wow! Uh, so we're going all throw on some love to the cars. Chevy Chevys. Chevy had a day out there. I like the Quinn Hauk mobile. It's a good color scheme there. Permatex. Don't know what they do, but colors look nice. They make hobby stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I think they make some like car sealant or something. I don't know. That's Quinn. Quinn's selling a lot of Permatex. That's all I know. Uh, do we have any social media shout outs from our uh, two week uh, Yatus? Oh, man, Ryan, you know we do. People were chomping at the bit to get back in touch with us. We've got David Turner at DW Turner 16. Uh, David liked Jeb Burton's ride from Saturday. So nice Xfinity shout out there. Our friend jane waldrop at jane waldrop liked dill you and jane are seeing eye to eye here got some major tron vibes from keselowski this week and of oh, yeah. course of course chase briscoe as well kenny our boy at hunt 8897 like chase elliott of course but also brad keselowski uh freedom isn't free at baseball mvp liked the tyler reddick dig it machine you dave uh, that's one for you uh is Michael that freddie freeman Freddie Freeman, who actually sent that in, old baseball MVP. Freddie yeah. Freeman's listening to our podcast. I think it's Freddie Freeman, actually. Yeah, looks people like are listening. We know this. <laughs> wow. Uh, Michael Mason at a Blaney Ford guy. Uh, he liked the. <laughs> he did not like Ryan Blaney. He liked Brad Keselowski. And last but not least, we got at Sawyer Girl Nine Jay Lupin liked the Keselowski one as well. So a lot of Kezo ones there. That one was cool. Um, different for sure, and was popping out there. So. Thanks to everyone for getting in touch this week. Appreciate you sticking around with us. I think we're moving along here right into stage two. We're going to get the latest with NASCAR news. And for that, we bring in our Gas and Go news correspondent, Ryan. Over to you. 
Thanks, Garrett. I'm Rhino, and this is your Stage 2 Gas & Go News. Peacock's premiering a Chase Elliott documentary in August. Dylan, at only 25 years old, is it too soon for the Chase documentary, or will you still watch it? That's a good question. Uh, that is pretty young, but I guess it's going to be just centered around, hopefully, the actual finals and not really around like his life or a biopic or anything like that. So, you know, I guess it's, that's fine if it's around the title. Roof Mortgage is now the official Victory Lane partner, replacing longtime sponsor Gatorade. Connor, at first I was going to mock this, but the welcome home signs in Victory Lane tying in with the whole mortgage deal kind of won me over a little bit. What, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a little goofy too at first. Now looking at this like picture, it looks their colors are nice. The like the um, little picture, like you know, what do you call that dang thing? The drawing they have of it looks. What we call a rendering there, Connor. And Ryan, let me ask you: Is it Roof or Ralph? How do you pronounce that? I have no idea. Kyle Larson is officially extended with Hendrick Motorsports and will be repping the red, white, and blue colors of HendrickCars.com through 2023. Dave, used car prices are up 32% year over year, according to CarGurus.com. Is Kyle Larson solely responsible for the big spike? Clearly, yeah. I mean, we're in a uh, nationwide used car shortage, a nationwide new car shortage, and it's all thanks to Kyle Larson. He moves cars. The six-week SRX season has come to an end at Nashville with Chase Elliott outdueling his dad and Tony Stewart. But Tony Stewart was able to capture the first championship. Garrett, what did you think of the race and the whole season as a whole? The, the race on Saturday night was incredible. Uh, Chase Elliott battling Tony Stewart there with, with Bill Elliott, his dad there. Just so cool to watch. The racetrack was awesome. That needs to happen immediately on the NASCAR schedule. Uh, just a, looks like an incredible short track. And I got to think SRX and Ray Evernham are just 100% happy with how this whole experiment went. Six races, very good ratings numbers, very good racing, big names. Can't wait for it to come back next year. I'm all on board. And of course, uh, our guy Alan Bestwick was killing it on the calls all year long. And that is your stage two gas and go news. I'm Rhino. Garrett, back to you. I'm just kidding. There was huge Ford news this week. Of course, we have more. Austin Sindrick is headed to the two car after Penske said that Kezo could not have an ownership stake. That means that the 21 car needed a driver and they went to the Xfinity series and found my guy, Harrison Byrne, to fill that car. I'm very excited for my Ford camp. We got four young guys, four veterans. It's going to be a great year for Ford. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to say? Bowtie till I die. Go team Chevy. Rendering was the word I was looking for. Thank you, Dylan. No problem. All right. I got something to say here. <laughs> um, this is, look, Brad Keselowski is not going to Roush Fenway to run 24th like his buddy Ryan Newman over there. So I, I got to think some serious uh, changes are going to happen over there. I don't know exactly what it is because with the next gen car coming in, I guess it sort of balances out some of those issues. Um, obviously Roush Fenway racing is getting Roush Yates racing engines, just like all the other four teams that seem to know how to calibrate those a little bit better. But I, I, I'm interested to see how Kezo shakes things up over there. I'm interested to see what sponsorship he brings with him because he's not a huge sponsor to his name kind of guy. He's got a lot of those Penske kind of deals um so those are a couple things that, that jump out to me initially i gotta i gotta say something here though the whole like maddie d got screwed woe is maddie d like how could they do this to maddie d is just a little it's a little too much for me we're talking about the highest not say that too loud no i'm serious we're talking about the highest level of racing there is in this country the guy hasn't won in two years i know there's a little bit left in this year in a car that should win, right? Okay. So money talks. He doesn't have sponsorships with his name. Winning talks. He hasn't won. And youth talks in this sport, right? We, we've got guys like Harrison Burton who have their own sponsorships who are winning races in Xfinity Series. I'm not going to say he's going to jump in next year and win, but you got to shake it up a little bit. And I just... I feel bad for Matty D. He seems like a really nice guy. I don't know him. I'd love to talk to him and hang out with him, but like... You know, hopefully he lands on his feet. But I, I just, this is NASCAR. This is big time racing. Like, it's competitive, and and people are gonna make moves that they think are best for their team. I actually agree with you, Garrett. And moreover, I don't think 
anyone was surprised. I mean, I, I think everyone was surprised except Matt Benedetto. He said he knew at the beginning of the year, this was his last year in that ride. I think people hoped it was some of the moving, moving pieces at Penske. Maybe that would change. Um, but I, I don't think he was surprised. I don't know why everyone else needs to be. You're right. It's got to be competitive. My biggest question mark is, are we still invited to that hundredth win party? If it happens on Harrison Burton's watch, that was not contingent on driver. Well, yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll check the tapes, but I'm pretty sure that was no matter who is in that number 21. <laughs> All due respect to Matty D, I think this is a plus transaction for the Gas and Goat team. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I got to give you some credit here because you were the only one that sort of has been talking about an out-of-left-field move for this 21. You didn't get the driver right, but you got the move right in that they were going to pick somebody young from the Xfinity Series who's got some flair, although flair is maybe not the right word for Harrison Burton. He's got some excitement, name recognition, and sponsorship with him. Um, you know, He's sellable. Yeah. He's got some stability is the other word you're looking for over my guy, Noah Gregson. That was the only thing yeah. Noah was missing a little bit more consistency, but yeah, I'm happy for Wood Brothers. This is how they should be moving with the younger driver. Get him in there. I, I love Matty D cool on Twitter, but you're right. Two years at a Penske car that Ryan Blaney won in. He could have won in the 95. You've had three years in the top cars and you haven't done anything with it. You know, you got to go find another ride. But I think it's interesting when you look at Toyota now is going to be super old, especially when they add Kurt Busch to 2311. They are all veteran drivers. Ford's kind of half and half. And Chevy, if you look at RCR and, uh, you know, Trackhouse and Hendrick are all young drivers. So it'll be interesting to see which mix of driver age works best with the next gen car. Huh. That's an interesting, interesting question. I'm curious. Did Gregson need to have a more consistent year? to be considered for that role. I think, if, I think if he won this year, he would have been in that car. I have it on a good authority that that might've happened, that I might've been told that might've happened. Good authority, he says. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I think Noah has has tied himself maybe a little bit. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this. Tied himself a little bit to the Chevy camp. I know he said he'd take whatever, but I also don't think that that sponsorship is Noah's to bring with him. I think I think that's a junior motorsports deal. And, and we his, know... Bass Pro really going to have three cup cars up there. I mean, they got the Dillon brothers. They got Truex, Gregson too. I don't know. And that is officially your end to the stage two gas and go news. (laughs) Jeez. All right. I guess the conversation. I just want that on authority there. (laughs) Conversation is done. (laughs) Last last word on Ford should be Ryan's, I guess. (laughs) Ryan, it's Ruoff. Ruoff is the pronunciation. Is it still rendering or no? Do we we have that that down? Man, Connor is coming in with the uh, info this <laughs> just, week. Just want to clear up my segment here, you know, make sure that's on on point. Yep, a lot of cleaning up this week. All right, we got to keep it moving here. Ryan, I don't even want to do this, but do we have five good seconds? Oh, we do. We do. Oh, man. All right, let's Woo. get it going. Ready, go. Hamilton takes out Verstappen on the first lap and sends him to the hospital. Hamilton won. Wow. Crazy. and fiery. This league. You're going to leave us but, hanging like that for somebody in the hospital. I guess we'll have to find out. If I alive. cared, I would ask a follow-up question. He's alive. <laughs> we'll have to find out next week. <laughs> All right, let's get into <laughs> stage three and actually talk about the race. But first, Dave, I need to give us the latest with our friends, new and old friends, RacingUSA.com. Thanks, Garrett. And thanks to Racing USA. Because, of course, this Gas & Go podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different cars for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's playoff shakeup winner at New Hampshire, as called by yours truly, kind of, Eric Almarola. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. Items in your cart are automatically discounted. Upgrade your orders to expedited shipping at no additional cost. You're guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices in-stock orders are shipped the next business day and of course you can select from a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed diecast apparel hats helmets novelties and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers many of which are exclusive to racingusa.com benefit from others experiences who've rated racingusa.com the highest of any nascar seller at 4.8 out of 5. you're doing business with an independently owned company that stood the test of time for more than 20 years of course Enter at RacingUSA.com to win this month's $200 gift card. Whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Don't forget to tell them 
the Gas and Go Boys are still sending you. Garrett, back to you. All right, thanks, Dave. Let's get into stage three. DW, get it going. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing. Boys. All right, stage three here. We're talking about New Hampshire, and we start off this segment every week with two truths and a lie. I'm going to give the boys three facts, although one of them is a lie, and they're going to have to sniff it out. So here we go. Fact number one. Eric Almarola wins for the fourth time in his career, his first on a non-super speedway. Fact number two, Ford has five out of the top six finishers in its first win since Brad Keselowski won at Talladega in April. And fact number three, it's an all-Ford lineup, baby. Kevin Harvick led a race-high 66 laps, which is 27 more laps than he led in the first 21 races combined. Oh, man, that felt good to read that last one. <laughs> that one better not be the lie. <laughs> oh, facts for days. I'm trying I can't to remember of... where Almirola's other – I know he's a super speedway king, and I think he has two at Talladega, but I feel like he has a rain-shorned win somewhere else. Someone go out on a limb and say number one, AA's got a random win, not at Talladega. I'm going to go number two. Maybe there was a Ford that won that I'm not thinking of. But Hendrick won, I think, every race in the middle of the season. Either way, give me two that there was a race winner that was a Ford, not named Greg Keselowski. Yeah, I'm going two as well. I feel like Ryan Blaney won at some point during that the the middle of the season, but maybe not. But I'll go two. I like it. I'll go two as well. All right, a lot for two. Eric Almarola wins for the third time in his career oh ryan was sniffing around it but he couldn't figure it out (laughs) right this was his third win the first two were on super speedways um and this one obviously was not so the fact number two was right ford has five of the six top six five out of the top six finishers in the first win since kezo at talladega now i thought ryan was going to do his typical ryan and be like well eric omarola won the second all-star qualifying race at texas (laughs) but he didn't so you know, I, I a smaller he... man would take offense to that impression, but not me. <laughs> I just I let it roll off my back. We're good. Keep going. Whatever the next segment is here. Yeah. No one wanted the touchback number three. Kevin Harvick almost doubled the amount of laps uh, he led in the first twenty-one races combined. I thought Dave was uh, going to be off the schneid there, and Ryan was gonna was gonna suffer, but unfortunately, only got to lead one to get a win. But you know, still yep. got to lead that one, Dave. Yep. Halfway through the race, I actually bought a six-pack of Bushlight Apple to chug live during this recording. But it's just going to have to sit in the fridge until probably next season at this point. I, I do feel bad. I texted the group. I said, wow, Harvick, Harvick's looking pretty good. And Dave thought I was being sarcastic because he wasn't watching the race. I was like, no, he's actually led like the last 50 laps. I'm not sure he led a lap after that text message. I'm, I'm, I'm like, not I am joking. sure that he did that sounds not. about right. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure he didn't. Dave turned it on immediately and was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, that, that was the gas and go jinx right there. All right, let's get into the race though. I think the number one story obviously was uh, Ryan Newman taking out our boy Quinn Half early in the race, <laughs> and the Hoffmeister Halfmeister coming back with a little bit of revenge. I mean, look, we got some Twitter fingers. Ryan Newman, like, hasn't like what is he doing out there? Like, you, you, you're a, you're racing back there with the Quinn man. B, like, God, like, you just like, why are you taking him out? Like, it makes no sense. He needed that caution, man. Friends, like drivers, like, do they like him? Do they realize, like, what what's going on with that? Quinn or or Newman? Because I I don't know. Newman. (laughs) (laughs) Does New? I mean, do people like Newman? I don't know. I, I don't know that people liked Newman? Newman when he was actually a good driver. Like, I don't know that that's a recent development. Probably a respect the elderly type of situation. But, I think they could know. tolerate Newman more when he was, like, com- com- more competitive because he, he is a tough guy to race out there. He's not going to give you anything. So, But now when you're not giving somebody anything and you're running 25th and you're spinning out Quinn Half, like I, – Look, I, we say it every week, including this week, but I guess we should know the Halfmeister's listening, but – People are listening. I mean, Half knows, like we know, that Newman is just waiting to retire. Why he's still waiting, I don't know. But we've been saying it for weeks, months, years, however long we've been doing this podcast. Ryan Newman, I thought, retired years ago. Somehow he showed up this week to spin Quinn Half. 
And well, as a Ford guy, I really hate to see that, but I need Newman to publicly apologize to Quinn Howe before the next race. He's got two weeks to do it. We got the Olympic break, maybe over, you know, the time trials or track and field or swimming. They can sit down and have a cold one, but they, they got to sort this out. Quinn Howe can't go to the track angry. He's got to run in 35th. That ain't easy to do. Look, Quinn was racing his race out there. Yeah, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Getting his points. And I, Point. I'm. I got my eye on that that number six double zero battle uh, at Watkins Glen. That should be spicy. All right, all right. That does it for this week's gas and go. All right, yep. <laughs> Appreciate everybody tuning in. Nothing really else happened besides, oh, I guess, Eric Almarola, who's at like 29th in points, won and completely shook up the entire playoff standings and everybody's predictions and craziness. And this season continues. Uh, Dill, give me uh, odds on Eric Almarola winning that race this weekend. Well, the leaders' odds were both around five to one. To give you a little bit of context, Eric Elmarola came in at eighty to one, which was not the bottom. There are definitely some over a hundred, but that is in the bottom half of it. He was definitely not in the top half of the drivers there. Eighty to that one. That is a that means spicy if bet. bet. If you bet one dollar for him to win, you win eighty. That's pretty good. That is what that means. <laughs> <laughs> crazy i mean not only was he just out of nowhere good speed i guess he really likes the track he was saying but i mean ford overall ryan i, I gotta go to you here blue oval till you die w what's going on at ford camp that that suddenly this weekend was was the weekend that came to play well we caught hendrick motorsports cheating and i would like to get some of those wins back i don't know why we just tell hendrick uh, clean it up but there's no punishment but nothing changes but they can't run it anymore it's just kind of a bad look for NASCAR for it to be this, you know, visible of how much of a change it made for the Hendrick guys. And they are out to lunch. They are terrible. They are nowhere near the field. Spotter cons saying that Kyle Larson isn't going to win another race this year. That's probable. That's more probable than Kevin Harvick not winning a race. Spotter cons is the crazy thing now. I'll go, I'll go rest of the season as well. Yeah. Yeah. The Blue was back, baby. Joey Logano was two laps down starting the race and still finished in the top six. That was an incredible drive. He probably would have won if he would have been up there the whole time. But it was great to see. And Matty D still wasn't up there. So kind of shows you about him as well. Now he's <laughs> he no longer. He was up there briefly during pit strategy. I was, I was rooting for it. But, you know, Ryan going to the should have won tapes already. I mean, he told us, what, months ago that Ford was really focused on these 750 horsepower tracks. Um, so here I am ready to give him some credit. Ford showed up this week with 750 horsepower. But, you know, he's just got to go blame Chevy because um, Chevy was doing it wrong. Well, you know, congrats. Like, Ford got the 750s right, apparently, this week, finally. Um, Dylan and, and I paid dominated. good money to fly down to Austin, and we saw a fake race. I want our airplane tickets refunded. I want our race tickets refunded. I want all of uh, Dylan's ranch waters refunded. I think that's only fair at this point. That yeah, is the only appropriate that. forward action for NASCAR at this at this point. Completely agree. I, I will say it, it has kind of gotten like not highlighted that much about the Hendrick nose issue on the cars, but like it is pretty odd that they were like obliterating the field while they were using these different noses and have. I mean, I mean they still run well because they're a well team and they got good cars, but obviously they're not running you know, one, two, three, four, and Kyle Larson's not winning every race. It is. And Suarez isn't running the top five anymore. Like it, they're all coming back a little bit. Yeah. It is a little bit interesting how things have sort of settled out a little bit. And, and now we go into five races left before the playoffs and it is wide open for those last couple spots. Look, football is a game of inches and NASCAR is a game of millimeters. So yeah, Hendrick got caught and Hendrick will figure it out again. Five races to the playoffs. That's like an eternity. Kyle Larson might not win this week. He'll win the following four. That is so much time for them to figure it out, put something else on these cars, and get some more wins. Oh, Please say he's going to not forget to how to win. Kyle Larson not getting to win the rest of the season right there. I just locked the Dave it up for Jinx. you, Dave Jinx, yep. <laughs> if how put that nose on his car, is he running top 15? Absolutely. Top 15, top five. Yeah. Easily. Oh, wow. The noses didn't trickle down to uh, Starcom Racing. Quinn was left out of that. <laughs> meeting but we're hoping for next year next year here's the real question if ford is back when does harvick get his win right now uh soon I, I think harvick's on the way on the up and up i, I think i mean Watkins glenn he runs pretty good at why not and now he's just clowning me all right we're <laughs> back we're back baby kevin um, harvick does not like right turns 
All right. Yeah. Let, let, let's. Uh, yeah. The four dominated. I, I got to talk about the race overall, though. That was the best race I think I've watched all this year, not on a super speedway. It, it reminded me of old Richmond. That is what Richmond used to be just like constant, awesome racing on these, like, you know, over half mile. I guess New Hampshire's technically a mile kind of tracks. I, I, I don't remember ever watching a New Hampshire race that I was that good, though. I mean, it just seems crazy how good that race was. If that's how good they're always going to be, give me two races at New Hampshire all day every year because we've got some other tracks that are not that awesome uh, in terms of the racing they're producing. You going to make that the trip up to Loudon? Or is that is that you booking tickets for next year? It, if that's if they can guarantee that race again, holding the lobster front row. Golden Lobster, tuxedo t-shirt on. They should send over some notes because that's how you do a mile racetrack. You want to talk about a monster mile. That was fun. So, yeah. 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 I think those flat tracks where they can use different lanes is really what kind of came in. And they they chose not to use the PJ1 on Friday. Late decision. Might have thrown some of the other car setups off. And maybe that's why it was more of an even race. Maybe that's why AA snuck in there. But still good for him. He raced the track. He should have won. He did win. It was the same. I don't understand but, if they had sprayed the PJ1, where those guys would have been running. I mean, I guess in the corners a little bit higher, but they seemed to be all over the track. I mean, guys were passing on the inside, on the straightaways, outside of the straightaways, inside, outside, on the corner. Like, there was – the PJ1 It just didn't seem like it was even needed. I It, it seemed like such a big thing that they were going to put it down and then not put it down. doesn't have time to settle and blah, blah, blah. It's just like such NASCAR, like, fake – drama that it always creates it's like it just leave the track how it was and those guys ran it how it should have been ran it was awesome and but we can't talk about this race without talking about fake nascar drama right um because guys in a booth with tinted windows decided there wasn't enough light left to run the race which may or may not have been the case but that does leave the the big nascar speculators to wonder yeah bell seemed to think he was going to get Amarola if the race had gone those final eight or laps. I don't know. It would have been fun to watch. It w- I was nervous the whole time. I don't even like either of those guys. And I was like nervous. I was like, Oh my God, are they going to call it? Is he going to catch them? It was just, it was exciting. The other, I mean, the, the more drama thing that happened was the rain and, and letting, I mean, <laughs> that's the other thing. What if, what if Kyle Busch doesn't spin out in the rain? Does he win this race? Cause he looked pretty good there too at the, at the beginning and true X, you know, he got dinged up. So, that was a little bit of a debacle, I think. NASCAR just cannot get out of their own way with this rain stuff, whether it was at Coda this year, Texas last year, and now New Hampshire. It's just such a black eye on the sport that they can't get this figured out. And I, you know, we got our leaders of the race, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., looking like idiots spinning into turn one on the second lap. You know, if someone's just checking Twitter and sees that highlight, they're like, what the heck is NASCAR doing? They're not a real sport if they're sending their best guys out there. Yeah. But it, it, it was nuts. Just listen to your drivers. Yeah, I mean, obviously Denny Hamlin has an opinion on everything, but he was he was pretty adamant about how how bad that was. Kyle Busch was very adamant about how that. I was actually listening to the radio on the first several laps, and they were like, "We're getting ready to go here." Kyle Busch hoping to have a better day than he did last year when he only lasted 15 laps, and then on eight lap they're like, "Kyle Busch into the wall is looking like he's done." I was like, "Damn, <laughs> that was a jinx right there." Yeah, he was he was pretty fired up about it, and I mean, rightfully so. It's you can't send these guys out in dangerous conditions. Nope. That rain tire. I don't know how that testing went. Apparently not well. Apparently. Is there going to be any suspension or fine for Kyle Busch for playing uh, bumper cars with uh, the pace car there? No, they can't. They, they would. That would look real bad if they pretty much caused him to crash and then they find him. That was pretty funny, though, giving a little bump to the pace car. If I'm New Hampshire, I keep that pace car the way it is for like for I'm not getting that fixed. That's pretty cool. That's like a, a mark. Everyone's going to want to come see that. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. I, I owe an apology, actually, to our guy, Thor, if he's listening. He texted me, why is Kyle Busch? He, he turned on the race a little bit late, but earlier than I did, because uh, he texted me to ask why Kyle Busch was on the tail of, of the pace car, and I had no idea. So, Thor, I hope that breakdown helps you a little bit. He was angry, um, but appreciate you reaching out. I got a question yeah. for the Chevy guy. Oh, what do you think about Austin Dillon's move, uh, trying to hold up Eric Almirola, fighting for his playoff life? Maybe Eric Almirola calls him an idiot or get this idiot out of the way. But what did you think of uh, Ace? Yeah, it sounded like his – I think it was his spotter, his crew chief said, like, get around this idiot or something. I mean, wh- what else would you do? If you're Austin Dillon, you, you have to race him like that. I mean, you just have to. 
you're literally, I mean, he's, he's potentially taking a spot away from you in the playoffs. And I mean, your only hope is that you slow him down long enough for Christopher Bell to catch on the roll. And it almost worked. Um, but yeah, that's tough. And that creates this situation that we're in now where you got the two Richard Childress teammates battling each other for this last spot. You know, they've had really good runs all year and been consistent, but Austin Dillon, I just like, I feel like is he's just always in that 11th to sort of 16th range. Tyler Reddick has more top tens and runs in the top 10 a lot more, especially, but he, he, sometimes their cars just fall off. I feel like he's running. I think he was running like third at one point on Sunday and, and just fell off completely. So that's going to be a fun battle to watch. I mean, you're talking about a team that's got two cars. One of them is the most iconic number in NASCAR driven by the owner's grandson. The other one, Tyler Reddick. <laughs> Is Tyler Reddick, who who loves to go white knuckle, you know, I'm going to race the hell out of this car as much as I can, uh, and probably is the better driver than Austin Dillon. Probably. <laughs> yeah, glad Ryan said it. <laughs> so we got, this, this is going to be an interesting battle. Well, but you said, what, five races left until the playoffs? Do we get any any new unexpected winners? I mean, I think if, if Harvick or Hamlin wins, it's probably not a huge shakeup. Does anyone not named Harvick or Hamlin win a race? Reckon Ross. Chastain's running <laughs> well. There. He finished eighth this weekend. I mean, you got the super speedway. You got two road courses. Uh, like, it's going to be crazy. It, I mean, it could get weird. Yeah, and um, I think maybe Daytona, Bubba Wallace, maybe. He runs pretty good at Daytona, has a second place there. I mean, he could he definitely win. In. Sorry, yeah, anyone are, can sneak in that race. Quick, quick cleanup here. There are four races left. We got Watkins Glen. Indy, Road Course, Michigan, and Daytona. Um, so, you know, I would assume you're going to get a normal Michigan winner just because that's, you know, sort of what happens at these mile and a half. Although, Kurt Busch at Atlanta. Um, but the Glen, Indy, and Daytona are going to be fun. And, I mean, unless Chase Elliott wins all yeah, of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Road Course is in Elliott, Busch, Demi Truex. But that, I think that Daytona race is going to be – there's going to be some fireworks. Yeah, and, and Daytona, the last race, right before the playoffs. Yeah. So you got guys racing for points, and you know, Michael McDowell Jr. wins a race, and all of a sudden, racing for that cut line doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I mean, remember last year at that race, that was Jimmy Johnson trying to get in the playoffs for the last time, was in there for a while, then got screwed on some some contact, and then William Byron gets you know his first win That's and right. gets in the That's playoffs. Right. So it's, it's, oh man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a fun final four races to see what happens. When we get in this playoffs. Um, and then, then it's going to be really fun. So yeah, uh, it was a fun weekend, a lot of action, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, gotta be happy for Eric Almirola. I've never really cared for him. or been a fan, but man, he, he was just, there was a lot of emotion from him there at the end, which I always like to see from these guys. They work so damn hard. A lot of pressure on themselves, uh, you know, representing huge companies that pour a lot of money into them. Uh, so that's got to feel good for him. And he's got two little kids. It was a cool picture online on Twitter. I think when he got home, the kids uh, had set up like a victory circle for him there at home. So that was cool. Um, all right, let's let's wrap it up here. I, I don't have any crew chief notables. I looked through the list. I just felt I actually watched most of this race. So that's probably why it also helped, but I, I felt like everyone really there in the top 12 got a good run through from the booth. Um, but I will mention the hostless booth, uh, Dale jr. Killed it. In my opinion, uh, you know, they had Dale jr. Running the host duties because the regular NBC guys are over there in, uh, the, in Tokyo for the Olympics. So Dale jr. Running the, running the play by play, you know, the break-ins breakouts, uh, the guy just loves NASCAR so much. It, it's it's awesome to just sort of watch him run that kind of show. Eric, one thing I noticed about the hosts for NBC versus Fox, did you, when they showed them live, did you realize that uh, none of them were wearing suits? Junior was wearing like khaki pants and everyone in Fox, uh, Jeff Gordon and... and yeah, the, Junior Junior actually talked about that with Clint Boyer, and Boyer was like, "Man, they make us wear suits." And Junior was like, "Nah, we can do whatever." But then on pit road, Dale, Jerry, and Kyle Petty this week were in suits or shirts and ties. I was like, well, "I wonder if that's a little uh, shake up from that." So it's kind of just interesting. So Junior said on his last podcast, NBC made him wear a pink shirt to the last race, and Ric Flair 
texted him and told him that good good luck and gave him a woo at the end too. Texted a woo. Right. That's incredible. I'm behind on my uh, Dale Jr. download, so I didn't, I didn't hear that one. That's good. It's know. showing. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into our GNG OKG of the week. Spotter cons, we got anybody? There's no one was kind of leader of the pack on this uh, this week. Everyone kind of fell into place where they were. I'll, I'll give a quick shout out to Daniel Hemrick getting another top five. That is eight this year. Inching ever closer to that win, and we really wanted to get it these last couple of races. So good luck there, Daniel. Yeah, we were off last week when uh, I thought he was going to get in, got sort of bumped, so we didn't get to talk about that. But it's close. He was my He's my predictor from the beginning to win the Xfinity Series Championship. I, I think he can still do it. Right. And shout out to our guy, Chris Rice, who said on Twitter he's down 40 pounds since April, so down 40 pounds up two charters. He looked good at Pocono, man. Yeah, very slim. <laughs> Nothing makes you uh, shed some weight like dropping 20 million on charters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ramen at the rice household pretty oh, solid plus minus there yeah exactly uh, all right well no predictions and no prop bets this week since there's no race next week uh which means that's all we got for you this week uh but again it's good to be back good to have racing usa back on board keep shopping there uh helps us keep grinding and keep going we're in the playoff stretch run full bore here boys so take some time over the next two weeks uh to just Get in the mindset because we got a lot of racing coming up once we get back. Uh, but in the meantime, maybe check out some Olympics. We're going to go. Anybody here got a favorite Olympic sport they're looking forward to? An athlete? Can anybody name two Olympians not on Team USA basketball? Simone Biles and a runner. <laughs> <laughs> I had Shikari, but she's not in it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to skateboarding it's in it this year. I want to I check that out. Is Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk, Hawk an Olympian? <laughs> My wife and I were both swimmers growing up, so we'll definitely check out the uh, swimming portion. Hopefully, introduce the kiddos to that. Is cool. Katie Ledecky still swimming? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch Katie for sure. Yeah, we got uh, we got a couple local people here from uh, Northern Virginia. Uh, I think somebody's on the gymnastics team and or or hurdles. And then Noah Lyles is on the uh, hurdles, gymnastics. Yeah, you know, same thing. Jumping. And jumping Noah Lyles stuff. is a sprinter on the on the. Amy Ledecky's a hometown girl. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The area. Yep, yep. She's from the DC area. So yeah, okay. Should be fun over there in Tokyo if they actually get it in. I, I know that's a day by day thing going on over there, so kind of crazy. Um, but then we'll be back. We'll be back to the Glen, baby, and we'll get some racing in, uh, and we'll get cup xfinity trucks back going and it'll be fun um so that's that's all we got this week reach out if you want a brandon brown gas and go koozie we got some left they are awesome uh and we're gonna have an awesome episode over the break to keep you fueled up on nascar content it's gonna be a look back on some classic nascar moments with a special guest so be on the lookout for that one uh i'm, I'm really looking forward to that conversation uh, in the meantime though keep on grinding we'll keep on grinding alongside of you and we'll see you soon i'm all shook up yeah well my hands shaking and my knees are